Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Radio Pi. You know, this week we did a survey on LinkedIn and asked what topics would you like to hear about most? Number one answer was remote monitoring and data sharing. So I'm very excited. We've got a great guest, works for a company called Cosatron that makes these uh, state-of-the-art indoor air quality monitors. We're going to be talking to him about a project that uh, involved our OCS, our OSIsoft cloud services for monitoring those remotely. So our first guest is Michael Orcutt. He is the Vice President of Sales and Engineering at Cosatron. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Dave. And also with us is uh, Richard Klein. Richard is the Senior Product Marketing Manager at OSIsoft. He specializes in OSIsoft cloud services. So hey there, Rich. Hey, Nick. Good morning. Morning. And finally, uh, Daniel Noonan is going to be joining us. Daniel, he was the uh, Partner Solution Architect at OSIsoft who did a lot of the work for this Lighthouse project we're going to be talking about. Hi, Dan. Hey, so Michael, if you can start, can you tell us about Cosatron? Tell us about your role at Cosatron. Uh, Cosatron is an electronic air cleaning device manufacturer that is now also building an indoor air quality monitor. It uses a technology called excitation to grow the particulate size in order to remove the contaminants from the indoor airspace and to improve the indoor air quality. I'm currently the vice president of sales and engineering which allows me to manage our sales force as well as to help with the engineering of all of our applications. Dan, if you don't mind, before we get into what this Lighthouse project was like, can you just describe what is a Lighthouse project at OSIsoft? Sure. So Lighthouse projects are intended to be short proof of concept or proof of value projects where we help our customers and partners solve a, uh, a real-world business problem with one of our new or emerging technologies. So when we, when we start a Lighthouse project, we work together with uh, customers and partners, and we define a use case and make sure we have a good match between uh, our new technology and, and the scenario. We define what success looks like. We make sure we have a good definition of what success looks like, and then we work the project to its completion. So our customers and partners get the benefit of, of getting experience uh, with a new product, getting a, an assist from engineering, if you will, during, during the uh, course of the project. And then when the project concludes, uh, OSIsoft gets a, well, we get good feedback we can take back to our engineering teams, and we get a market reference story that we can use in our marketing portfolio. Michael, can you tell us about this specific Lighthouse project? Yes, so this project was a collaboration between OSI Cloud Services and Cosatron for the development of our indoor air quality monitor and the storing of the data. Uh, we realized that OSI Soft Cloud Services had the ability to store an infinite amount of data which could be transmitted to their location and back to the customer to show empirical proof that their indoor air quality was what it needs to be or if it was not, what they could do about it. So can you describe what you were trying to demonstrate with this project? You know, what we were trying to do is indoor air quality is very difficult to see because the contaminants within the space are submicron typically and it's just hard to resolve. So what we're trying to do is show empirical proof that we are cleaning the air or in fact what the air quality is in an existing space prior to our technology or any other entering. With the COVID-19 virus, many people are no longer working in mass filled offices. So instead they're working at home. And what we're trying to do is help with the land, not landowners, but the tenant owners, 
to bring people back to the office. There's a lot of leases that need to be renewed and people want to gain confidence when they return to the workspace, proof that the owners are doing everything they can to clean the air. And that is why we wanted to use OSI cloud services to show the data, to have a timestamp on the data, to provide proof to the occupants that everything is being done to their abilities. This can reassure people for in public places. That's what you're talking about, right? Yes, Nick, it actually can. I mean, we envision using the indoor air quality monitor in a school setting by which as parents enter the school, they can see on an active screen what the indoor air quality is in the space in which their, their children or their students are going to spend the rest of the day. And it will give them a confidence level to know, again, that their children can have a safe return to the classroom. Okay. Hi, Michael. I was hoping you could uh, better describe your indoor air quality sensors and how it impacts your overall business model. Yeah, Rich. What we did is we developed the indoor air quality monitor because we wanted proof positive that our systems were cleaning the air and we wanted the owners to see that change. So what's going to happen is the indoor air quality monitor not only provides the proof of our efficacy of our technology, but it also shows what the indoor air quality is inside their existing space and maybe even so with any other technology employed. So if I can summarize, before we move on to talk about OCS, so you've got indoor air quality monitors they are absolutely state-of-the-art. You're monitoring, but there's, and there's also a role in which there's some remediation or you do some, some you, you can improve air quality as well. Uh, uh, Rich, if you can describe, what's OCS's part in this? Sure. And, and actually, why don't you start by explaining what OCS stands for? What is OCS? Yeah, Nick. So OCS, or OSI Cloud Services, is OSI Soft's hosted cloud data management platform for real-time operations. So in the cloud world, uh, that our platform would be considered or referred to as a platform as a service. So because we offer OCS as a platform as a service for service and equipment providers like Cosatron, for example, uh, they can in turn offer high-value uh, remote monitoring and data analysis services for their clients to monitor indoor air quality virtually anywhere in the world. So in a nutshell, OCS complements Cosatron's existing business model by offering monitoring and analysis services with OCS, which in turn, they can then offer those similar services to their, uh, to their clients as a subscription or bundled uh, type of offering. And, and the final point that I think is worth mentioning related to OCS is there's nothing to build, there's nothing to maintain for, for companies like Cosatron. Uh, we manage it all and it's a cloud-ready platform available today. Dan, if you don't mind, just let's complete the circle here and, and, and describe the technology involved in OCS. Like, first of all, how, did the, how does the data get from these indoor air quality monitors into OCS in, in the begin with? Right, right. So. So there's firmware running on the Causatron device that captures the sensor readings and then packetizes those readings into a protocol that we call the OSIsoft message format, or OMF. Um, OMF is, is becoming really pervasive in the OSIsoft technical stack these days, and OCS is one of many technologies that we've developed that uh, supports an OMF receiver. So the quick answer is that the device captures the sensor readings and then packetizes those readings into OMF packets and sends those packets to the OMF receiver inside Causatron's OCS tenancy. 
there's a, there are a lot more details as you'd expect. We to to give a full answer, we need to talk about how that OMF endpoint inside OCS is secured. But the the quick answer is that there's firmware on the device that's that's capturing readings and then sending those, packetizing those into OMF and then sending those to an OMF endpoint inside OCS. So, and where is it stored? I mean, where's the data stored? It's stored in OCS and and more specifically, OCS has a number of of different core functionalities. And one of the functionalities is, is something we call the sequential data store. So the, the data is stored in the sequential data store that's inside OCS. The sequential data store, as you might expect from the name, is used to store streaming data or organize streaming data once it's been received or to, to you can read data that's already been streamed in from the sequential data store. A silly question maybe, but are there any limitations to how much can be stored? So OCS is a fully native cloud implementation and it'll it will scale to to be able to store whatever data is streaming in hey dan i wanted to ask you i know initially uh in the project there was talk about using third-party tools also and leveraging our rest api but i was wondering did uh did anyone leverage the visual trending capability of ocs right so when we when we we're sitting down with the with Cosatron folks during the project initiation, and we were mapping out what success looks like for the project. We thought we would have to have an external tool use the the REST API that that OCS provides and and read the the Cosatron data out of OCS and then present it visually, you know, based on the, on the whatever the external tool provides. We thought we'd have to use an external tool to provide that slice and dice visualization functionality. But when we got into the middle of the project, we found that the internal visual trending tools that are already there that are provided by OCS were just a much better fit. They solved the use case that Causatron wanted to have solved. So we switched away from using the REST API and providing the data to an external tool and just using those internal tools, the visual training tools that are already there within OCS. That's great. Well, if I can follow that up then, Michael, what was that like for you? Did you find the, the uh, tools, the graphical tools in OCS uh, suitable for your project? We did. The graphical tools that they provided allowed us to see trending as an example, we could see the loading in an elevator lobby at specific times of the day. And in some cases, you know, maybe the trending in a graphical representation would be less appropriate as before I said that we'd like to see this on a monitor in a school. Well, monitoring at that level, people want to see, you know, maybe a smiley face showing that your indoor air quality is good or maybe a frown likewise to show that it's bad so that they can quickly see what the indoor air quality is inside the space. So OSI's cloud services allowed us to have both formats with the ability to have both formats to fulfill the needs of our customers. So guys, just wanted to add something um, about this project. You know, with OCS, Michael and Cosatron are now able to provide enhanced monitoring and analysis services to their clients to easily monitor indoor air quality in real time without ever having set foot in, in, in a client's building, for example. And for Cosatron, collecting and aggregating this air quality data along with our native visual trending capabilities of OCS allowed these data streams to be monitored in real time, as well as managed and stored historically for deeper analysis, like predictive analytics, for example. Great. 
Okay. okay so, so I know I used the word tool when I was talking about the visual trending feature that's built into OCS, but just, just to, so everyone's aware, it's a, it's a feature. The visual trend is a feature that's built into OCS, and that's the feature that Positron ended up using instead of using an external tool to read in and present the data. Yeah. Did you try anything else before you, um, you decided to use you know, the, the OSI soft technology, OCS, in order to implement this? Well, we, we looked into other other services that were similar, uh, but definitely not the same. A Amazon Cloud Services we looked at, but they didn't have the ability for the amount of data storage, nor the B2B approach, nor did they have the ability to timestamp. So OSI Cloud Services, via um, our chairman, Eric Street's uh, knowledge, was the ideal candidate because he knew their resources and he knew their capabilities. And once we collaborated, we knew that we chose the right service. If I can ask, were there any kind of aha moments along this way? You know, every once in a while we get these just insights. Uh, anything that you had along the way that would be of interest to folks who are going down the same road? Ironically, there were a couple of aha moments. I mean, when we started the development of the process, UL, which is Underwriter Laboratories, had not started a uh, UL 2905, which is the uh, certification of indoor air quality monitors. So what we did during the process is find out how they were measuring and how they were certifying the monitors. So we've added a few features. Likewise, we did not contemplate getting FCC certification. And FCC certification is required to go into uh, critical environments such as hospitals. So as we developed the monitor, we saw via beta testing that we needed to improve it to make it more applicable to all resources and to implement much better. Before we finish, we always like to have a quick lightning round. What's the oddest thing you've ever seen come across your desk when you're working on projects like this? Well, funny enough, one day we received a call from a customer stating that the equipment was not working. So we wanted to find out. We wanted to resolve the issue. So we went to their site and found out the equipment was not even installed. <laughs> that's the oddest thing that's ever occurred. Okay. You're working with data all the time. What's the coolest code or the coolest calculation you've ever done? Well, for me, I'd go back to a calculation I did in physics, I have a physics degree, and it was quantum mechanics. And I write small, and it turned a paper on its edge horizontal orientation, filled the entire sheet just trying to solve one equation. <laughs> for me, that's a memory I'll always hold. That's very cool. Very cool. Okay, guys, last lightning round question. Uh, Michael, you're you just you're kind of a rare breed. You're a VP of sales and VP of engineering. You're someone in management who's stayed technical. What advice do you have for folks in engineering who would like to would like to get into management? The best advice I could give is to make sure that you listen with the intent to hear, not the intent to respond. Because there's a lot of people that you will manage that have greater knowledge than yourself, and you should take that in hand. Good. That's a good way to end. Look, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Thank you guys for, for being our guests. This thank is great. Welcome. Thank yeah. you. And thank you all for joining us this week, and we'll see you in two more weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.